What's up, everybody? It's the After Show, but later. It's your boys, D and El Kukui. And today we are joined by the one and only Steve Covino, the reason why this show exists. So I'm fucking stoked. El Kukui, how do we like to get this show started every day? Bring a baseline tray. We bring in baseline tray. Let's go. On the road to the riches, because it's all about the paper. Now buckle up your seats and prepare for the journey. Let the music ease the soul. Grab a spliff and start burning. Uh, relax with us and take a trip to the heavens and come and spend the day. Here we go. What's up, everybody? It's the after show, but later, the only unofficial Covino and Rich after show in the history of Earth. I heard there was another after show in the works, but I haven't seen anything. So I don't know what I don't know what's going on with them. But today we are here for episode number 200. We've been doing this shit since like November of 2018. So we, we wait a this is episode, that's a big milestone. So this is 200 officially? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, buddy. thank you, thank you. Congratulations, thank you, bro. bro. And I don't want to interrupt the flow, but I Go do want to say it's an honor, bro. And I'm humbled, you know, and, and, and happy and honored that you guys even have an after show about our silly show. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You guys do a great job. I listen all the time. I appreciate your support. And I love your take, your hood rat take on the shit that the Vato take on what we talk about every day, man. So I just want to thank you guys for having me and your 200 episodes of Kick-Ass, bro. Props to you, man. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate thank it. You, and I actually had a question about that hood rat take. So let's go ahead yeah, and get yeah. right into that. Yeah. You say the hood rat version of Cavino and Rich. And we, you know what? Actually, wh where do I have this shit over here? I actually have some stuff where Cavino, let me see, soundbite. Um... We have right here. This is one of my favorite. He's a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, that's, a heard, that's better sound bites than we got. Well, I remember when you were talking about the show one day, you're like, yeah. Rich, Rich, Rich. You're like, he's like, Rich, say something about like Justin Bieber. And then Rich was like, uh, yeah, you know, so Justin Bieber. And then you're like, Justin Bieber. He's a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you said the same shit about rich you're like yeah i heard this full rich talking and rich he's a little bitch uh, you know yeah. i can tell you what i mean by that like i'm gonna give a shout out to another podcast if that's cool my go buddy ahead. al b al b we go back to the mid 90s late 90s we worked at k-rock together al b he was a, a mashup mixer we worked in promotions together we both wanted to be on the air we were on our grind like a real, real serious grind. First to be there, last to leave. Like, we just worked so long, so hard in radio together, right? And uh, now he does our videos for our Patreon. So he's the guy that takes all of our clips from Patreon and edits them. And he still works in radio. He's a production wizard. And he has a podcast called Your News, Our Take. Him yeah. and this guy, Radimus Prime. So Al B and Rad, right? And they're two Hispanic dudes, like two Puerto Rican guys. And they're very hood in their delivery in their street, but very just New York kids, you know, New York guys. Um, and they're like Covino and Rich, but like I always said, like the, the the urban version. When I heard you guys, you would take the shit we would talk about and I would say, oh, that's the hood rat spin on what we do. But I, I honestly, I say that uh, respectfully. Now, 100%. I would roll with you guys. You got to remember, I do the show with Rich and Spot. I'm not saying I'm from the streets. I'm not saying that I did hood rat shit. But I grew up with a lot of people that I think you guys would vibe with. When I met Rich and Spot, I really didn't know guys like that, really. Like, I'd never met guys like that. 
So the show is very different because it's me and two completely different guys, right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So your your show and, and my buddy Al's show is very similar with just different flavors. You know what? Right. It, it's cool that you say that because I, I feel very similar. I didn't grow up fucking hood. My parents were together till my dad passed away. I had a very traditional, normal American life, right? But growing up with the cousins and the friends and all that shit, I grew up around it. And so it's funny because one of the last episodes, El, El Kukui asked me, he's like, hey, he goes, so in your family, because we love this fool, you know, that's our favorite show. Yeah, I love so that show. He asked me, he's like, hey, who in your family is Julio? And I'm like, fuck, dog, that's me. I'm like, <laughs> I like boy bands, dog. I like corny ass <laughs> music. I posted a picture today on the Carl page of me holding a fucking Barney when I'm like six. I'm like, I I, I don't want to be the Julio. I want to be the fucking Luis. But if I'm being fucking real, it it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It it is what it is. It's just like your show is is a lot like what we do. Just a little spicier. I try to add as much spice as I can, but I'm not even really that spicy myself. But, you know, I have more spice than Rich and Spot. So that's why I say that about you guys. You know what I mean? Like, and I hear El Kukui. El Kukui, man, he's more Mexican than I am. Right. I hear Uncle Cool. He's talking about washing your ass and shit. And I know how he rolls. So, you know, I, I that's why I say what I say. Hey, yeah. you, you want to hear something funny, bros? I was listening yeah. to the uh, the podcast, the new one. Right. Yeah. And um, and I also had over promise. Do you mean the one streaming everywhere? Yes. OK, well, check it out. So I had one on pause and I, and I had the morning show on pause, but it's two different platforms. Right. It's your podcast yeah. uh, app and then it's the Patreon app. So I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it. Right. And it's the Fox sports one. And then spot starts talking about Nantucket and fuck it. And I was like, bro, is he saying that on Fox? Because it kicked onto the other. So I tripped out, bro. I was like, wow. Because I knew you guys were filling in for the herd. Yeah. You know, that's one of the, it's kind of a minor challenge because we're really good at that shit, dude. Like we wear two different hats. You know, when we're on Patreon, I'm wearing my, my fitted hat right here, bro, that I'm, that I'm rocking. When we're on, Fox Sports, it's like you got to be on point. You can't say certain things. And, you know, we've been trained to to operate in that way from back in the day when we were on SNY. You know, when you were on SiriusXM, everything was uncensored. You could say whatever you want, do whatever you want. And then when you went to SNY, you had to zip up. So we learned, you know, over 10 years ago to wear that different hat and know how to do it. And Rich was always great at it anyway because he was doing pop shit. You couldn't yeah. be that way on pop radio. Uh, right. so he was always very buttoned up and proper when he had to be. So yeah, we're pretty good at, at knowing where we can go on Patreon and knowing when to, you know, push the envelope, but just don't cross the line on terrestrial radio. Cause FCC still matters and you can't just say that shit. And you don't know if kids are listening and families are there, but yeah, you can't say stuff like that. But Rich is really risque with that shit. He's really risky. He talks a lot of sexual innuendo. Yeah. He's really, he pushes it on Fox. But his thinking behind that is, well, we got to differentiate ourselves. We got to stand out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a good, they're good shows. I mean, even that podcast, Blabber Lips fucking Davis. Oh, that's great. Blubber Lips Davis. Blubber Lips. Yeah, Blubber Lips. Bro. You know why? No. I always say Rich Davis sinks ships, bro. Like, it's a gift for me because who better of a co-host to have than the guy that never shuts up, right? right. So I know that if I have nothing to say, he's always got something. Always. <laughs> Cheers to you. Thank you. Cheers to you, bro. Uh, you know what? I poured myself a drink. I rarely, I rarely drink, 
but um I, I poured myself a drink tonight because i was like i know both of these fools are gonna have a drink so you know what i haven't even started yet bro but look i'm all, i'm prepared man i'm ready to go I got my maker's mark i'm loyal like that too because look there's plenty of whiskey brands but they right. welcomed us they welcomed our show years ago we did a live broadcast in kentucky from right. maker's mark and it was so cool man like yo i gotta show my loyalty man absolutely and, a, and a carl makes these mixers too be friendly bro they're little oh, uh, old-fashioned mixers, dude. So, look at this one. Oh, you just pour like one per shot, or what? You just yeah, you, you pour your drink right, and then uh -huh. you just add this maple citrus old-fashioned pre-made mixers. There's jalapeno ones and shit. It's called oh, Be dope. Friendly. So yeah, man. Oh, look, yeah. we built a cool community of, of friends and listeners, as you guys know. You've been a part of it for man over a decade, right? So you meet people along the way. They support you. You got to support them. So. I try to stay true as, as much as I can. So props to them, props to you guys. That's why I'm here, man. Supporting you guys. Hey, we appreciate you, dude. Hey, I was I got a question for you. Uh, sure. We were talking last week, I think, uh, last show about uh, the Maxim channel and the yeah. shows that I actually used to like the Stretch Armstrong show. And then uh, what was it? Devore and Diana. If you remember, yeah, there was a bunch. It was Bauer, um, Evan and Brian. Devore yeah. and Diana. Um, I remember Scooter was part of Bauer's show. There was a whole bunch of people involved. Um, Cocktails with Patrick was on the Cosmo channel, but he was also mm -hmm. part of Maxim early, early on. Patrick Mayer, Meager, Mayher. Um, but it was a great, you know what it was? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. It was way ahead of its time, and it was a hybrid channel. It was a lifestyle channel. But it was it was about sports. It was about music. It was a little bit about everything, man. It was it was a great great time, and it gave us a great opportunity to learn the craft of talk radio. You know, and those Madden parties were dope. I still remember those Madden parties, dude. I remember those Madden parties too. Madden party, <laughs> Madden, Maxim, Playboy, Penthouse. Like it gave us access to all the cool shit that that you'd want to be a part of back in those early two thousands, right? So. It opened so many cool doors for us. And like one of these days, honestly, we got to write a book or, or create oh, yeah. a docu-series or a documentary about, you know, the last of those days. This is the end of like terrestrial when it was the biggest thing going because terrestrial is coming back. And of course, the beginning of satellite. And this is pre-Howard. So we were the we were one of the premier guy talk shows in the early 2000s, courtesy of Maxim. We had that brand behind us. And what, what's crazy is I think Stretch used to call you guys like the Velvet Foxes or the Velvet Wolves or something, didn't he? No, you know what's funny? Uh, John DeVore of uh -huh. DeVore and Diana, he's a Vato local forever, too. He's a studious Vato. But uh, okay. he, uh, he would call Rich the Velvet Wolf, which implied, okay. like, this guy puts up a, a, a very sweet front, but I know right. what he's all about. Like, I see through you. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing, is what he was implying. Well, we all got along. He 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 said it in a fun way. He called right. uh, he called Rich the Velvet Wolf. Stretch, on the other hand, it was kind of weird. Stretch, we had a weird relationship with him. He did a great show, right? He did the Mantertainment Report yeah, and all that, that shit, right? Yeah. Stretch, Stretch in Hollywood. My ex was actually a part of his show at one point, if you remember. Oh, shit. She was originally on our show as a reoccurring guest because she was in Maxim, and Maxim was British-owned. That's how I met her, my ex-wife. Right. Um, but then later on, like she wasn't a part of our show because that would be awkward. Like she would be on, but then right. she became a part of Stretch's show, like on a reoccurring segment uh, toward the end of his show. And then he went on air 
again, this is like ancient history, bro. But right. from what I remember, he we thought we were cool with him, and he he was like clowning us on the Ellis Show or something like that. Uh, we're like, oh, oh, wait a second, he was their producer, right? Didn't he produce over there? Yeah, for a bit? and it's like, wait, we thought we were cool, and here right. he was, he sort of like um like coming at us in a cheap way a little bit, and I'm sure it was all in fun. That's just how I took it back then. So that was it. Really, never. Uh, cross paths again after that because yeah then he started producing that show and i don't even know what happened but look they were all really talented man all those shows were all really good we were we were happy to be a part of it and and happy to survive. be the last one standing and survive yeah, yeah that's really it I, me- I remember that i remember when they shut the channel down and you guys like we survived it you guys were the, the last show you know why though because we were doing maxim radio but that was the style of radio and the brand that we would have been doing anyway. They hired right. me at Maxim because that's the shit I was about anyway. It's not uh-huh. like I was some dude trying to do Maxim. I was already that dude. So right. And then you did. Continued. They, they yeah. threw you guys to Indy and Rush and Indy yeah. 2 and Stars 2 and fucking every channel possible. And, you know, yeah. it was funny, though. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if yeah. you guys took it like this, but when you guys were moving channels... I was kind of stoked for a while because they put you on like Indy 102 or Stars 2 or some shit. And I was like, all right, that's like the next channel after Howard and Howard 101. So I was like, maybe they'll get some traction from there. Cause that's how I found you guys was because of Howard. So I was, I had listened already and I was going through like just scrolling through the channels. You guys were one of the next channels. And it was actually when you guys were bagging on spot for his Tuesday story. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit. So that was kind of what hooked me. That was a completely different guy looking back. I mean, that was all. You mean old spot. Old spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I'll tell you, man. um, We were bounced around a lot. We never had that fit. That was quite the same as Maxim after that until now at Fox Sports. And Rich and I still talk about it. I think sometimes what makes us great also holds us back a little bit, like, we're good at what we do. We're radio guys at heart, right? So we're content creators creating radio and creating some fun content, but we're all, we're also very silly. And sometimes when we're, when we're goofy like that, people don't take you serious. Right. Right. So it's like, Oh, these guys are good at what they do, but they're clowns. So that's what sort of works against us sometimes. But if they ever needed someone to do a kick-ass broadcast, we're the guys. If they needed right. someone to rely on, we're the guys. If they wanted someone to do a, a, an interview and know it's going to come out good and be personable and represent well, we were the guys. But we were always so willing, always so friendly, and even goofy at, the, at times. Maybe we didn't garner the respect we sort of deserved at the time. But all in due time, because you fast forward now, it's all starting to come together, finally. you know. But it's been a long run, a long journey, but a fun one. So I think being the goofy guys and fun and kind of hurt us as much as it helped us. You know what though? Maybe though, because all those older, the older like executives are dying off now. And yeah. that humor is more receptive, obviously in our generation, but even the yeah. younger generations with comedy, because comedy's grown too. There's fucking a million comedians now. Back in the day, there, there was a select few. And yeah. I think uh yeah, I think you 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 have a bigger audience now because you know, all those old guys, they were just all set in their ways, like they had a stick up their ass. Exactly. Like um you know, we, we would talk with a different slang. Remember, we made up all our words and our terminology in the early 2000s. Imagine an older executive. Listen, oh, the dude bros. We never even said dude bros, but I'm just saying, like, 
they would look at us like, oh, the guys that say all those stupid words and everything. It's like, but the we were doing hunter. great radio. Yeah. But we were doing good radio. It was but the dope. people that the people that were making those decisions never took it serious. I mean, serious enough to keep us around and keep paying us. But it's right. also because we had great support and we had people that liked it. Right. So it's not a complaint. It's just how it was. And now, like you said, fast forward, all the dudes making those decisions are people that get it and people that right. appreciate it. And it all worked out anyway. So it's all good. So, it, you know, that's why I take a lot of pride in still keeping it kind of fresh and, and young and not pretending like we're the old guys because, right. you know, we're still trying to have fun. You know, we're not trying to be all buttoned up and serious. That's never who we were. Right. I actually have a question for you, Kavino. So El Kukui, like I'm kind of, I'm very like, I get down with all kinds of music, right? So every fucking style of music from metal to pop to country to fucking classical music. When I first started to play guitar when I was a kid, I started Are you I saying you're, you're a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll? Is that what's going <laughs> I think on? I am. Yeah. And well, El Kukui is a very, role, bro. <laughs> he's El Kukui is very fucking, um, very Northern California fucking hip hop. I besides like maybe E40 or somebody that comes from there like that. Were you influenced by any people like that? Because I know your shit's kind of all over the place too. And even if you don't like fuck with them too much, you have a good, you have a good um kind of overall grasp on everything. So around that time, were you ever into any of those like Northern California rappers from fucking like the Bay Area or no? Um, it depends, man. Most of my West Coast knowledge and West Coast hip hop was a lot of the straight out of Compton rap. You know what I mean? The mm. Dr. Dre's, the Snoop Dogg's, the Easy E's. That was sort of my shit, if anything. I didn't even roll with Tupac that hard. That wasn't even my thing. You know, I have my select artists that I like. West Coast, you know why though, bro? I'll tell you what, because we had so much East Coast hip hop. We had so much great East Coast mm. shit. Like, my West Coast was limited, but the West Coast I liked, I was really into. I mean, we had LL Cool J, right? Loved LL Cool J, bro. Mm -hmm. The Beastie yeah, Boys, Run DMC, straight out of uh, the slums of Shaolin, Wu-Tang Clan, mm -hmm. Mob Deep, A Tribe Called Quest. So, like, Biggie Smalls, Jay-Z. Like, dude, it went on and on and on as far as East Coast shit that influenced me, right? And they're talking Redman from Jersey, right? Mm -hmm. So, all these dudes were right there. So when it came to the West Coast, the only stuff that got to me was the real mainstream stuff. So I can't front on that. Later on, I discovered, you know, more and more hip hop. And like you said, Northern California, maybe San Francisco based hip hop and stuff like that. But, you know, most of the stuff that I was into, I'm trying to think if there was anyone else that really stood out to me back then. It was mostly the NWA sort of scene, that kind of scene. You know, I even liked some Warren G, bro. Nobody liked Warren G. I liked Warren G. Yeah. Nate Dogg, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Warren G was a little soft, but I I thought he was I fucked with him too. I, I remember they couldn't, but they can't take regulator from him. Nah, hell no. Um, no, but and I was kind of the opposite. The New York In shit. I, it took me a while to kind of get into that because That's we're so why. fucking West Coast. I was I'm in Arizona. A lot of my cousins are from LA, so we were we were influenced by all of this shit. And I missed out. I know some of the shit that Kukui fucks with, like the Mac Dre's, the fucking um, Brother Lynch hung and all them. Dude, and I hear the shit that El Kukui references all the time. And I'm like, damn, he goes deep. I hear mm -hmm. the shit you guys reference. And I know that 
you were influenced by completely different shit. And I get like maybe 70, 80% of the references, but I'm like, damn, man, he goes hard because it was a different influence, a different scene. And no, and there's shit that I fucked with as a kid that I get. And sometimes he goes deep for even me where I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And he's like, wait, yeah. you don't fuck with, with whoever. And I'm like, nah, I never even heard of them. I listen, bro. I, I hear you guys. And, and he'll drop some random line and you'll be like, nah, I don't even know that shit. And he's like, you don't know that shit. I trust me, man. I've, I've heard you guys go back and forth on that before. It's just how it was, man. Remember, look, the world was a lot, uh, a much bigger place back then. So if they were playing some shit out here, that, that didn't mean they were playing it right. on the East Coast. And, and you may have had yeah. a mixtape of some shit then that we weren't getting in New York, you know? So it's just how it was. But yeah, I think- I, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because I, I do, you know, doing the show with Rich and Spot, you can only open things up so much where you know it's going to work. Like, I can't really talk boxing that much because I know they're not yeah, into yeah. it. So when it comes to hip hop, I, I really have no one to talk to, you know, yeah. all this shit about. So I'm glad you brought it up because I do love that stuff as much as I love 90s rock, you know, because it was so impactful, bro. And it wasn't. It made you feel I'm a little kid from the suburbs and it made you feel hard, you know, and that was it did. cool. It, it did. No, like it did. I was- there was even bands like there's even bands like there's a band named Atmosphere that I dig. They're fucking these white boys. One makes fucking beats. The other one raps. And but they're more underground. And and it's shit like that that I feel like you can't. I mean, if it's not on the fucking radio, I feel like Rich isn't gonna know about it. You know what I'm saying? And and some shit like it's one of our one of our biggest disagreements. It, it's it's we, so like well, there's so much shit. Like um, one of the things I dig like if I dig something, I don't give a fuck if it's on TV or not. So like comedy, I fucking love comedy. So one of my favorite shows is Kill Tony. Right? They give these people a fucking minute to come and do stand up. Some of these motherfuckers, it's their first time doing stand-up and they're making you laugh your ass off and you're like, fuck. The same thing with music. If I find a band, I don't give a fuck. There's a song that I bumped that one of my homies made and yeah, it's called it's uh, like it's called like 99 Bottles or some shit or some, some yeah. I forget what the fuck it's called. That shit fucking kid, that fucking hits. I had a fucking little get together at my pad and I was bumping it and somebody asked me, and this motherfucker lives in an apartment building near my pad. So I was like, oh, you know fucking Maz from right here? That's him. Yeah. Maz from uh, 303 upstairs. Yeah, yeah you no know, shit. That, that's, how, that's how younger dudes roll. I mean, you're younger than me. I mean, I see even my, my kids' friends. That's how they roll. They, it's just they find some shit, they like it, they bump it, and they play it. And they, it doesn't matter where it came from or who it is, you know? Right. People now, and clearly you, and, and me too. Because I was a music kid, you sought out music, you searched for what you like, and you got mm-hmm. it. However, however you got it, illegally, you bought it or whatever. And now you know, there's just, yeah, there's more, yeah, Columbia House, there's <laughs> just more to choose from, you know? But like, that is the major difference between me and Rich. I would seek out music, right? You'd go to the CD store. Oh, yeah. And you'd, you'd even put headphones on if you, if you didn't, mm-hmm. if you wanted to make sure you listened to that shit and you bought yeah. it. And once you bought that shit and invested in that music, you know you gave it more of a shot and you knew more than just the single. Right. That, yeah. That's the difference, right? So that's the difference between a, a guy like, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that was the life I lived. And that's why I knew more deeper cuts and deeper tracks than what was just on the radio, you know? You know what? Right. I, have, I have a so question real quick because when it comes to boxing, I know you fuck with boxing I'm like nobody's business. Cheers, man. Oh, oh, cheers. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. I, I got my little shit I, right here too. 
You got me drinking on a Thursday night. I got to wake up early for Cowherd, bro. I'm having to drink Uh, with you guys. Um, I'll be up with you. I'll be listening. Nice. Well, well, I I appreciate, again, you know, I appreciate you being here, man. I I really do. It's such an honor to have you here on episode number 200. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I wanted to ask you, uh, when it, I'm always kind of like thrown off when it comes to you, because I know you fuck with like boxing, UFC, everything, and just combat sports in general. When it comes to UFC, how deep do you fuck with it? Because, like, I heard you talking about Sean O'Malley, and you're like, this motherfucker is a household name, and and then you start talking about like Francis Ngannou and gonna fight fucking um, Tyson, and you're Tyson. like, I- I'm thinking about all this shit, and I'm like, because me, I- I'm I think a little bit obsessed when it comes to UFC. Like, I'll fuck with every fight night on Saturday. You know, um, this past Saturday, I was watching um, fucking. Um, what the fuck is his name? I, I'm I'm blanking. But I watched the fucking. They were in Singapore, right? So I I think they were in Singapore. I was watching a fight at fucking seven forty five in the morning, you know. And so if it's on, I'm watching it, bro. It's kind of hard to know all the schedules, but if I if it's on, I'm always watching it. So you say, how deep do I go? I got I got a little story for you, man. Yeah. So when this shit first started to happen, bro, I was so into combat Max sports as it was. Max Holloway fought. So My bad. I was so into combat sports just as a kid from watching boxing when tough man competition started and, you know, Butterbean was fighting this fucking guy. There was, yeah. there was like four people fighting each other the same night. Like they would hold all these stupid competitions and they were pay-per-views. I would ask my dad to get them and they would get them for me. Right. Cool. Then UFC became a thing, but it was so early on that mm. it was the judo dude versus the Taekwondo yeah. guy. That's what yep. UFC was. It was the sumo yeah. Versus the fucking wrestler, right? Regular wrestler versus the sumo wrestler. Uh, yeah. It was uh, this guy who knows um, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu versus... It'd be Hoist Gracie yeah. versus Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Versus <laughs> Ken Shamrock, right? Yeah. So, dude, I was on it so early on getting every pay-per-view. Big Dan Severin fighting the Gracie brothers. Like, you name it. I watched and I had Pink them all. Remember? Here's I watched all of those, bro. And my parents would get them for me. So think about it. If my parents were willing to get me those pay-per-views, I was watching them from day one. Here's where I made the mistake. And where Ariel Helwani fucking saw opportunity. Because yeah. Ariel Helwani, who's one of the you know main faces and broadcasters in the UFC, what or for MMA, I should say now, he was a baseball guy and he wanted to make his career as a baseball analyst, but he saw opportunity in this sport he knew nothing about, but he believed that it would grow. He believed oh, that shit. it would get bigger. So he's like, all right, well, fuck baseball. That's, I love baseball, but I could get in on this from the ground up. Yeah, 100%. And he did. I never saw it as like, I need to get involved in that somehow. So he fucking jumps in head first. And I looked at it and loved it and watched it, but my heart was still like, I love boxing more, you know? So I sort of blew it. I should have had the foresight that Ariel did, but that's what makes him great. And that's why he does what he does. I've always been a fan, but it's always been second to boxing. That doesn't mean I don't love it. Because if we rank my favorite sports, it's probably baseball, boxing, mixed martial arts. You know, like I love UFC. I do. Um, I'm not as deep or crazy about it now as you are probably because my focus is more boxing. But if it's on, dude, I'm watching it. If it's a major pay-per-view, I'm watching it. You know, uh, Chris Weidman fought last week. And that was an undercard. I, You know, that was the Sugar Strong yeah. O'Malley undercard, right? right? Yeah, I'm watching it. So, and that dude's an East Coast guy. I'm like, let's see him 
Let's see what he has. Dude, I never got a chance to talk about that. Oh, you I'm know talking what? about yeah. it here for the, I'm talking about it here for the first time. Chris Weidman fucking lost. I was rooting for him to win. It would have been a nice comeback. And they they went after that leg, man. They were going after it. Big At time first, too. he was trying to be a little a little. He was kind of careful, and then he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna chop this leg up." And then yeah. you saw Weidman, and you almost cringed and felt sorry for him. You were like, chop "Oh it fuck, oh fuck!" I thought, was, felt like it was gonna break again. I was like, "Fuck, please don't do this shit," you know. It was tough, but you know, you also bring up my frustrations too. It's like, you know, if Rich has an interesting thought on on the NFL, and I know he watches closely, I'm not going to really challenge him. Not because uh, I don't have an opinion, because all right, man, I, I trust your opinion on this. Cool. If I'm saying, yo, this Sugar Sean O'Malley fight was fucking awesome, how do you not know? How are you sleeping on this? You don't know who he is, and then you're undermining like his importance or his career. Or that anyone cares. I want to strangle somebody in that moment yeah. because no one's trusting my judgment here when right. everybody who follows the sport knows he's one of the biggest rock stars of the game right now. But right. you know, that mm-hmm. that's my battle in trying to promote these things and people try to downplay and not just rich and spot. You know, a lot of the people that I'm talking to, like, never heard of them. I'm like, then you're an idiot, but take my <laughs> word for it. You know? Did right. you ever see the Hamza and um Gilbert Burns fight? I'm sure. Yeah. I used to, I'm a big fan of Gilbert Burns. Yeah. That that was yeah, maybe like, like a year I'm ago. I'm always rooting for, I'm always rooting for guys like Gilbert. So it, it was fucking, that was a fucking brawl. That is one that anybody, and see, that's something that I could tell you or Kakui or somebody, they'll fucking watch it. Somebody like Rich is like, oh, I don't know. You know, well, like, dude, I watch, I mean, it's combat. It's, it's, uh, it's sport at its at its rawest, right? It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. as primitive as fighting it gets. For fucking lives. You're fighting for your lives. You're fighting to survive. You're fighting for your family. You know, if once you have some sort of uh, investment in those fighters, man, how do you not watch? So right. I watch any fight and see and see who I I gravitate toward. You know, and then you become right. a fan, and that's it. Like it's the best. You know what? I, I, love I think it, one of the big things for me that really like made me fucking hella stoked about it. Kane Velasquez is from right here in Yuma. He grew up in like San Jose or some yeah. shit, but he went to high school here. He spent a majority of his time here. He's always visiting family here. Even to this day, fucking Calvin Gastelum lived in these fucking housing apartments, like, you know, five, 10 minutes from my house right now. And, and if you watch him on the ultimate fighter, he goes home with his mom and I'm like, fuck, that's right here in the hood, you know? And yeah. it's just, I'm like, fuck these people that are coming out of this little ass fucking city, uh, making it fucking, you know, Joe Rogan's talking about them every other week. That's fucking amazing to me. You know, it's that you're fighting it's, cactuses, uh, bro. You, you can tackle yeah. a cactus in Arizona, bro. You can take anyone out for sure, dude. Yo, uh, Cain Velasquez, super tough motherfucker interviewed him. Super nice guy. But then you made me think of something else too. Look, um, I am half Mexican, right? And you got to think about all these names you're talking about. A lot of these dudes are Latino fighters, Mexican fighters fighting to change their lives and their families' lives. And as a as a kid who felt a little different growing up being Mexican in New Jersey and watching my family cheer for those people, you're going to be more invested and care a little more than the average guy, right? Like mm-hmm. those guys made me feel cool to be Mexican. If Julio Cesar Chavez was kicking some ass, right? Yeah. It's going to make me feel cool as a little Mexican kid. When Oscar mm-hmm. De La Hoya becomes not only a kick-ass boxer, but he's a heartthrob, that makes you feel cool as a, as a, as a, as a Hispanic guy, you know? So, 100%. Um, I, 
I think that's probably why you're a little more invested too. Why I was a little more invested, and eventually you just fall in love with the sport. But yeah. I've never, hey, I've never, never gotten the ring, dude. I've never done it. You know, I just watch. I'm a fan, and that's really the extent of it. But I've been a fan since I was a little little kid because my uncles always watched, and my dad was always cool enough to buy me the pay per views to watch it. And I would have my friends over, we'd watch, and that would be the same with wrestling too. So. Being spoiled helped me out a little bit too because it gave yeah. me a little knowledge in these things. Well, yeah, hey, so I was able to grow up with it. If you ever want to chop it up after a fight, after a pay per view, and yeah. Rich and Spot don't fucking, you know, they don't really give a fuck. Hop on with <laughs> us. We'll fucking bullshit. Because no, he yeah. is way Thank bigger um, boxing fan than I am. So yeah, I mean, we'll go either way. More. We'll fuck with it all. You know, I well, fuck that, with UFC too. I really do. I like UFC, but I'm same. You know, it's something about the '80s and Mike Tyson and the ear, and even Lennox Lewis and Evander Holyfield and that whole shift. You know, and I was captivated. And De La Hoya too. You're right, De La Hoya. What he did, watching his rise. I mean, it was it was incredible. And dude, it, it taught me lessons. Like, oh wait, so you could be a ladies' man. And still be a fucking badass and still be some ass and still what you could wear fishnets yeah. and heels and still get you all could, the bitches. You could wear high heels and fuck people up. Like, oh. yo, you know, let's go. That's okay, cool. Real so. quick, real quick. Let me drop something and El Kakui, I swear, fucking right right here. This is my final Dude, thought on this. Hey man, I'm not going anywhere. So I'm I'm chilling. Jordan's working. <laughs> well, I just I just know. don't know how you are on time. I'm good, man. Melody's all not right. even Melody's with her mom. I'm I'm chilling out. Hey, by the way, speaking of boxing, the greatest. Float like a butterfly, bro. This is super rare shot, bro. Muhammad Ali. Oh, that's just dope. There we go. Always Fuck yeah. Always representing, bro. You got to support the greats, man. You know, and, and yeah. I try to do that. You know Hell what? Yeah. So let, let me go ahead. And you said could be a ladies man and still fuck people up and this and this, right? That is something that there's no secret about my love of pop music, right? So that's <laughs> one thing growing up as like a 10 year old kid. El Kukui, you knew I was going to fit the shit in. There was, as like a 10 year old kid, right? You start liking chicks and shit, whatever. Me, I was like, oh, these dudes are getting all the chicks, right? So I thought they were fucking cool. I didn't know until a few years later, right? When my friends were like, hey, that shit's fucking corny. You like that shit? And I'm like, huh? But, 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 like but, what? But hold on. But you I know? have a question for and you. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean, dog? They're getting, have That's you funny. seen fucking Nick Carter's but, girlfriend? Britney Spears is with fucking Justin Timberlake. He's the fucking man. And they're like, right. bro. And I was like, nah, I'm just fucking around, you know? You just solved the riddle for me. What's up? Because I didn't want the chicks that listen to pop music. I didn't want Karen's and the blonde hair, blue. I like the I didn't loca give a chicks, fuck. Bro. I just thought they were bad. That's, I didn't care. Because, hey, because the loca chick in the neighborhood was not bumping that shit. You want the little thin chola eyebrows, bro? Yeah, with roller. the Sharpie. She did with nah, Sharpie. She wasn't yeah, playing that just, shit. She'll steal she your bumpy Jordan little one. in the middle of the night, bro. Hey, I want her steal my Wessel. That's There's Mr. Little was. One, Little Rob, Night Owl, fucking Diablo. She was fucking yeah, with them. Yeah, they were bumping fucking... Hey, I was too. Hey, they were bumping lighter shade of brown, bro. All right, there we go. Right, grooving on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, right. I love it. That's where my corny shit started. So I thought it was fucking cool until I learned it wasn't cool. You know, then I was like, well, oh, fuck. You know, uh, Bon Jovi tells a very similar story. They say, hey, man, we could have been ACDC. We could have been ACDC, but guess what? I didn't want to perform in front of 90,000 fucking ugly dudes. Bald dudes with fucking long yeah. hair. A bunch yeah. of rocking mongrels. He's like, I wanted to perform for the girls. We did it for the chicks. Like, you know, it's just part of this. Hey, you like what you like. It doesn't matter, man. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's cool to like some cool things once in a while, you know? 
For sure. Yeah, no, and I like that shit too. One time you made a ball in a biscuit fucking reference, and I texted you or something about it, and you're like, "Bro, oh, you caught stripes. that?" Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "I, I fuck it. with cool shit too, not just corny shit." So don't <laughs> yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, everybody has their corny shit. That's that's do. just the fact. Hey, spe- speaking shit. of corny shit, I want to know how Rich yeah. Davis gets away with saying shit like this. Tell me if you guys hear this. Okay. Sarah's mom is a bigger woman because she doesn't eat. He's out of his mind. That shit is wild, dude. I don't know. He says swap shit. Could you You know why? I'll tell you why. Spot sort of summed it up the other day nicely. He's like, yeah, sounds to me you're a guy that never got punched in the face. Right. I'm not saying, hey, I got punched in the face and I, you know, I I was getting my ass kicked and I learned my lesson. But you know what lines to not cross, right? Like I did learn that somewhere down the line. And I think Rich relies so much on his own belief that he's, such a good dude that no one would ever take him that way. And he relies so much on his smile and his like, he's a charming guy that he forgets that he's saying, or what'd you say or some shit earlier? Velvet wolf, right? No, but I think that he's like, what do you mean? How's that bad? I'm rich. Everything I do is great. So he could say some weird shit like that and be like, I don't know about that. Like I heard that shit. shit. I fucking, I sent it to Elka Kui. I was like, what did I say? Rich Davis is a brave man. Yeah, Sarah's mom is a bigger woman because she doesn't eat. Now he's talking shit on her diet, bro. Yo, imagine if I said that about Jordan's mom, dude. Yo, never. Oh, never, never. But you know, hey, you got to appreciate the honesty. Uh, He keeps it real. You know, it's good for radio. So it's like, I'm not judging it. Like, he says some shit as his co host. If it's good radio, that that always takes precedence and priority to me. Like, yeah, for sure. uh, Maybe you should have said that, but hey, fuck it. Whatever, we're doing a show. Bro, it worked. We're talking about it now. Exactly, right? So, you know, ah, I just honestly think that Rich, it's like, it's like whatever he does, let's say he steals some shit. I steal milk from the, uh, wherever he used to steal milk from. He thinks it's okay because it's him. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And I think that's sort of the thinking behind a lot of the things that he does and says. What do you mean? What's the big deal? I'm rich. It doesn't matter. I'm recording, brother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who's my Who's daughter's right here. Man? My daughter's right here in her underwear. She's like, oh, nice. I want to do something fun. Do you want to peek your head? Cover yourself and you can say hi to Kavino. Yeah, we can say hi. Hey, it's all cover good. Yourself it's, family with that it's a family okay. show. Hey, but you know what, uh, Daniel, that's, that's what makes us different, man. Yeah. Hi, hello. Yeah, Kennedy. <laughs> All right, Bolo, get over there. You're naked. What are you guys um, doing in your underwear? That's so fun. I want to know about that. <laughs> that sounds like no. A you, story. Okay, you want to know, Kennedy? Come, oh, you can't. Real quick, we. She's like, she calls us Choni's homies whenever we kick it in our drawers. So she's like, Chony's Daddy. Homies. She gets home and she's like, she'll be like, Why are you wearing your clothes? I thought we were gonna be Choni's homies. And I'll be like, Oh, fuck, right. You know. <laughs> That's fucking so, crazy, bro. So, so, hey, Kavino, I got a question for you. Let's go. Have you have you ever thought about where some of the listeners might be playing your show? So, yeah, and- that's so cool, man. When you think about stuff like that, you know, I try not to think about shit like that. Like, I'll give you an example. You know, it's interesting to me, right? It is. It's really interesting. It's what I do. It's what I love, right? Um, like, think about it. You guys love doing your podcast. I love this so much. I said, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. So I love it like next level. So I think about those things. But if I think too much, like if I thought about, I'm going to be on Colin Cowherd's show today, I'm filling in for Colin Cowherd. 
I'm going to be right. in this little studio, but really millions of people are going to be listening. And most of those people are going to be like, who the fuck are these guys? They better make me laugh. Or I'm changing the channel. And those are millions of people in their car all over the country. We're talking about, I'm filling in for one of the biggest dudes in sports, the most impactful names in sports. It's like right. Stephen A and Colin, right? Right. So if I really thought about that, I try, I'd psych myself out. So right. I like to like pretend a little bit, keep my head in the clouds and just really try to get in the moment of, I'm just chilling with Rich in this little room, man. And I'm just trying, we're just trying to make each other laugh. Right. And the only time I really think about other people is if like, oh wait, someone, I got to let them in on that joke. They might not get that reference or I need right. to... Uh, bring some formatics into this and reintroduce myself because they might not know. Otherwise, it's just us in this room. And I try not to think about that too much because that's sort of an overwhelming thought, man. You know, like, yeah. is all these people John Mayer's listening manager to your stupid shit? Fan. That's crazy, right? Like, you never know who's listening, man. You never know who's listening. Well, I, I always think about it like pilots because I know we got you got some pilot listeners, right? Friends of the show, and yeah. Like, does anyone download the show? Are they listening to it at thirty thousand feet? Like you never, yeah. you know, back in the day, I had a, a hip hop label way, way back in the day, and um, and you know, it got streams from all over the world. So I don't think our content was nearly. You guys are on, you know, Fox Sports and all kind of shit. So like. I don't know, man. I trip on that a lot. I used to listen to it on the open road. I would start the show in San Francisco and end it. You know, by the time you guys were done, I'm in Humboldt. And uh, I don't know, man. I just, I trip out on like how many people actually listen and where are they? Are they listening to the middle of the woods? Bro, I used to be in the middle they? of the woods of Humboldt. What, what are be, they doing, right? What are they, they might be doing some creepy shit. They might be doing some fucking cool shit. Who knows? Who are they? Um, can they be impactful to my life aside from just listening like, dude, just recently, right? Um, some guy shot me an email and he's like, yo, dude, I listen to you every weekend on Ozzy's Boneyard. I'm on Ozzy's Boneyard twice a week. That's it. Early as fuck, Saturday and Sunday morning. It's like it's like a part-time thing, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And he goes, and I hear you talk about 80s toys and shit all, all the time. Because I play uh, Toys in the Attic from Aerosmith. So every time I play Toys in the Attic, I'm like, yeah, like you're an old He-Man and you're Voltron and I'll just throw yeah. some old school shit out there. He's like, yo, I want you to be part of something I'm doing. It's about old school toys. And he gave me a, a big TV opportunity just because he was listening to some shit. So you never, ever know who's listening or maybe that nobody who's listening becomes that somebody. Right. You remember uh, Chris D'Elia, dude? Very famous comedian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember he, he was Justin Bieber's uh, favorite comedian. You know, yeah, Justin Bieber becomes the biggest star in the world. There could be a guy listening to us, to you, to our show. That could be someone that changes our lives for all we know. Yeah. He could be the next fucking uh, Elon Musk. We have no clue. I used to have the serious that boombox, remember, with the 50-foot yeah. antenna? And I'd yeah. be in the middle of Humboldt Woods, bro, where there's not even cell service, and I'd have the fucking satellite out there listening to it. <laughs> That's wild, right? Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. And that was a game changer, dude, uh, for... For satellite radio to we had a, a figure eight satellite that went all around north america canada mexico and it gave people the opportunity to hear us that never had a chance before right and man it opened our audience up to so many fucking people all over the country and that's that's been our biggest blessing we were able to build you that want, 
nationwide. Want to hear some crazy shit? So this is going back to 2018. Me and Johnny hadn't recorded one episode. We came to see you guys in the studio, and yeah. we walked in, and we had came off the elevator or something. And you looked at us, and you were like, "Cause I had talked to you a little bit about it." And you were like, oh, there's Johnny and D from the after show. But later, right before we had recorded one fucking episode. So then you kind of give us a little opportunity to talk about it on your show. Fucking people from high school hitting me up. Hey, what the fuck? I heard you on Sirius XM. Hey, what the fuck? Cool, right? Sending me fucking little screen videos of their shit. I was like, that fucking tripped me the fuck out. Because like. That like like you said, you can't think about that shit because I wasn't thinking about it just out of being naive, right? But yeah, yeah that's hey, like, oh shit. I was like, oh fuck. I'll tell you what, dude. That that feeling you describe is still one of the things that motivates me a lot, to be honest. Like, why do you think I'm filling in for Colin Cowherd? Because I have the opportunity to hit a bunch of people that may have never heard me before, but they're listening to his show, and a lot of those people might be people like. I, I might know, right? Like, oh, fucking Cavino's filling in for Colin. Meanwhile, I, I got my own show on the same platform every day. But that feeling you describe is kind of cool, you know. And I'm not saying that's the sole motivation, but it's definitely kind of cool. I would say the chick that, that I would say the chick you never got in high school, but we all know you had the hottest chick in high school. We've heard I that did. story. So I did. So I'm not you know. Lie. So I mean, it, it, it different motivations for different people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, I just want people to hear the show. I want people to be aware of the show. And uh, the more people, the better. You know, and you never, ever, ever know who's listening. You never know who's watching. That's how we got on TV, too. There was, uh, you've heard this story before, but we were interviewing Tim Tebow at a Maxim party or an EA party. It was a Super Bowl event. Right. And some, some executive TV execs were there watching this interview. They were just there partying. They're like, who the fuck are those guys? That was it. That's how we got on TV. If we hadn't gotten that opportunity, we probably wouldn't have been on ESPN. We hadn't been on ESPN. We probably wouldn't be on Fox Sports. So, well, for for reals though, I mean, that's that's how, and it's crazy to where he's went. But that's how I was on the Gary V tip way back then, and I thought he was a nerd. I'm not gonna lie. He's talking about wine, web, and whatever the hell. And I was like, snooze fest. Can we get this shit out of the way? You know what I mean? But it was on the channel. But now look at him. He just. He's like, Rich, you can't shut up. And it makes some money, though. It's so funny. Uh, Rich blames me. If you want to know what Rich is blaming on Covino, make sure you check out part two of this interview coming out later this week. If you're watching here on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell. And if you're listening on any of the audio streaming platforms, make sure you hit follow, subscribe, or whatever they're telling you to do these days. Check out part two coming out later this week, episode number 201. Stay tuned. On the road to the riches, cause it's all about the paper. Now buckle up your seats and prepare for the journey. Let the music ease your soul, grab a spliff and start burning. Uh, relax with us and take a trip to the heavens. And come and spend a day in the 757.